0: FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. We're going to be chatting to Dr. Zvi Boher, senior lecturer at Bar-Ilan University Faculty of Law. The question is, is the IDF still capable of continuing to observe international law, including taking feasible steps to minimize harm to civilians? My question to you, the listener, is as follows When is it appropriate when is it okay to put the lives of soldiers ahead of potentially breaking international law? Please let us know your response on three four five one nine Telegram 618951019 on Twitter at HIFM and email on air at HiFM.com. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Hi. How are you doing, Doctor? I'm wonderful. How are you? Thank God. All good. So, Doctor, please could you give us some context on what the international law states in war? What is acceptable? What is not acceptable? And how is the IDF dealing with this?
1: So... International law, the law war is aimed to to deal with mainly the interactions of the fighting force with two categories of individuals. The fighters from the other side. Yes. And the civilians uh, that sadly are always found uh, in the proximity of the battlefield. Now, to the questions that you asked the listener, listeners, if I if I can uh, can answer, please. Um, the li- the lives of the soldiers should never be put uh, before the rough war, because the rough war do take into account in the first place the lives of the soldiers as well. Yes. So. There's no law, dem- law of war that demands a soldier to, say, to take suicidal risks. All that the law of war demands of a soldier is to shoulder a certain amount of risk uh, on it, in order to, on on him or her, in order to reduce the risk for the civilians. Meaning, the priority needs to be uh, uh, protecting civilians from both sides. But it's not an absolute priority in the sense that a soldier is demanded to take suicidal risks.
0: Right. Now, Doctor, if we look at the recent airstrikes over the past weekend where there were between 70 and 100 civilians claimed killed in Israeli airstrikes, what has happened there? What is the situation on the ground?
1: So... To, to try to judge whether, whether a, a certain specific attack was proportional or, or not from just watching its report on the news is simply impossible because we simply do not have the whole information. But what is important, more important, is to understand that both when I, as an Israeli, look at the, at the report yes. and that the person looking at the report from South Africa Mm-hmm. Both of us are a potential, potentially influenced by biases but on the opposite from from opposite uh, directions yes meaning it's very probable that i'm uh, Overconfidence that the IDF is uh, is uh, following the law to its T, uh, uh, and because you know I I I want to believe that, that the soldiers are doing their best. Yes. And on the other hand, the people a, pep- a person that is looking from the outside would most likely have the tendency uh, to to overestimate. Uh, uh, or, or assume that the, an attack was disproportional even if, when it was not, and for several reasons. First of all, there's the issue of, of the actual information regarding the situation on the ground. Mm-hmm. Gaza is one of the m- most highly populated areas in the world. If you add to that the fact that the Hamas is intentionally mixing itself within the civilian population, and that is a situation that uh, it's almost impossible to fight without uh, without uh, causing uh, uh, incidental harm to the civilian population but i right. said that there's another reason in a, in in almost any uh, any human, human situation death and destruction are immoral and usually also illegal And war is one of these uh, very few exceptions in which death and destruction are part of the situation and are often legal. But since war is is not normal and should never be considered as normal, so when a person looks at at, at the TV and and sees the report and sees the amount of of, uh, death and destruction, intuitively that person tends to assume that something wrong has happened and to assume that if it's wrong, it's illegal. So there's a tendency to... Over, from a person looking from outside, uh, to overestimate the, the amount of law law violation. And I, and I say again, I started by saying very honestly that I'm certain also that the person looking at the situation from Israel is influenced by an opposite bias, bias of assuming that our soldiers are always doing doing uh, everything right, and then and therefore are undercounting potentially uh, the the violation. These are opposite kinds of prices that influence the people that are looking at the situation.
0: Professor, you mean, uh, Doctor, you mentioned earlier with uh, one of the struggles that Israel is facing is Hamas's placement of its military infrastructure amongst the civilians. So where you have one side working hard to maintain the rule of law, the other side is doing whatever they can to also discredit Israel. How, how is the IDF dealing with that? How does the, the, how do the soldiers and how do the leadership as well deal with their troops in these very, very difficult situations?
1: So it's also very frustrating. It's a situation that is uh, undeniably frustrating because it makes the 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 situation even more impossible than than war is always yes uh, impossible. And but what shouldn't be done is to become uh, indifferent to the lives of people. Yes. The fact that the other side uh, is mixing itself with, within the civilian population does not mean that that the IDF can can say, okay, I don't care, and uh, and everyone there is a target. That shouldn't be done, and I and I hope and believe that it's not being done. What it can mean, for example. That there will be situation in which the law of war would justify or would deem legal yes. um, shooting at a target, at a military target, despite the high amount of civilian casualties, simply because of the fact that this military target is important enough and there isn't any other way to attain that military target Without uh, causing that harm to, to the civilians,
0: right, Doctor? What what structures are in place to monitor the conduct from the IDF side of their soldiers? What is in place to make sure that the rules of law are being followed, and that when incidents like this weekend happened, that they can go, that they can f- investigate what has been happening, and then also present that to the world, because the world is watching Israel very very closely.
1: So, so I, w- I want to take one step. I, I, first of all, I'll say there are there are these mechanisms. I'll tell about them in a moment. Moreover, one years ago I served in the military advocate uh, general Corps, So, so I I know the system from inside as well. But before saying that, I want to explain something about the situation of Israel and and the importance for Israel uh, to how significant or how important is it for Israel to, to obey by the law of war it's not only a matter it's not only a moral issue it's mm-hmm. a matter of the ability of Israel to fight meaning this war the, the, the strategic goal of Israel is to uh, dismantle the Hamas the strategic goal of the Hamas is to to remain standing until the point that, uh, the, the, uh, that the international community would uh, uh, would pressure Israel to stop? Yes. And Israel knows that it is able to fight just as long as it allies many, many the the, the Americans, but also the Europeans, just as long as the, as the it's allies are ready to support it and and and, uh, and once they say that it's enough Israel usually needs to stop yes. and their support depends on the perception of the extent to which Israel obeys by the law war, so without strong obedience to the law war Israel simply cannot sustain its fighting for I assume more than a week, right. now for, for the mechanism that you asked so first of all there, there's the element of education, meaning a lot of effort is is invested in in educating the soldiers about the of war and about the need uh, to obey by it yes it, it it during the the fighting does does uh For example, when it comes to the Air Force, the the selection of targets is accompanied by by legal advisors. Every uh, uh, military unit has a a legal advisor. And by Israeli law, by the way, unlike in the U.S., when when the, the legal advisor's position is advisory, only when in Israel, when the legal advisor says that something is illegal, right. the commander is simply not allowed to do so. And, th- and lastly, uh, after the fact, there's also the, there's also uh, uh, the, the potential for investigation. and there are two kinds of investigations. First of all, there's this uh, uh, kind of uh, military investigation that is usually uh, aimed at seeing whether the military regulations were abided by, and then potentially there's also criminal uh, investigation. We even saw that the ICC prosecutor in its uh, speeches since the the 7th of October noted the fact that Israel has a credible uh, legal advisory and and, and law enforcement uh, mechanism and that he expects that mechanism to function properly during this war.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Doctor. We really appreciate your time. There was so much more that we could go into on this very important subject. That was Dr. Zvi Bohera, Senior Lecturer at Borelan University, Faculty of Law. Is the IDF still capable of continuing their commitment to international law, including taking feasible steps to minimize the harm to civilians? I think we have the answer to that question as a definitive yes.